Talk Radio 77 WABC. New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. With yours truly, Curtis Lewa. 45 minutes of a rip and read commentary. You want to call in, save it for the weekend. I don't interview guests. I just take your calls all weekend long. But the reason I'm playing what truly had to have been the first heavy metal band as they appeared at Woodstock in 1969, the summer of 69. Leslie West from Forest Hills, Felix Papagliardi, Corky Lang on drums. Phenomenal group. And I was thinking of them yesterday when I was standing outside of our studios where the presidential entourage, the Beast, was passing by. And they had so many cops from the NYPD, so many feds. I said, if only we could have this kind of security throughout the five boroughs every day, we just might have a drop in the overall crime. But anyway, people were stacked up on the corners. I don't know why, like lemmings. So I just walked to the middle of the block. Nobody was there. And in the White House pool report, Lou, it said, as the president was passing by on his cell phone in the beast, standing by himself on the sidelines, was the infamous Curtis Lewa with his burgundy beret. Hey, schmucks, it's not burgundy, it's red. Oh, my God. And I said to myself, what the hell have we done to our city? Every year, the march of the despots, dictators, tyrants, tie up Manhattan like a knot. They give us nothing, and we give them everything. We got to pay for all of this. This is nuts. So I had an opportunity to stop at one of the shacks where the feds are making platinum time. I mean, these guys are scraping barnacles off their backside. They're doing nothing but sitting. And I came across a posse of uh, Homeland Security officers who were from the state of Mississippi. Yeah, Lou, they were from Mississippi. And I said, how come none of the illegal aliens request to go to Mississippi? Yeah, my ass, that's how yes, that's how yes, that's how yes, that's how BPI. Remember how we used to play touch football in the streets? Ten Mississippi then charge? And he said, Curtis. You really think anybody wants to come to Mississippi? First off, in Jackson, you can't even drink the water. The only one who gets welfare is Brett Favre, the former great uh, Packer, Viking, Jet quarterback. And people in the bayou are poorer than any of the illegals coming across the border. They don't want to go to Mississippi. And so then I said, now, what is your favorite Italian restaurant back in Mississippi, Lou? 
And you know what they said. Like everywhere else in America, the heartland of America, a deep down south in Dixieland, they said Olive Garden. I said, you do realize that Olive Garden is a fake, phony, fraudulent, fugazi Italian restaurant. That's not a real Italian restaurant. They say, yeah, 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 but that's all we got down there outside of Jackson. And I told them, I said, guess what? Because the profits at Olive Garden are plummeting because of inflationary prices on most of the products that they're serving, which is true of all households, whether in Mississippi, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, or Pennsylvania. They are no longer giving out free extra baskets of breadsticks. That's right. You have no reason to go to Olive Gardens. You're not going to get any extra baskets of free breadsticks, which for some of you I can't understand out there is the reason you go to Olive Gardens. Are you schmucks, putzes? So we uh, talked about this guy in Alabama right next to M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. And he was slated for execution. And, I mean, this was a bad hombre, big, white, okie-dokie boy who had gone on a killing spree of his fellow employees and his boss, premeditated, first-degree murder, found guilty of three homicides. And then the death penalty was applied to him in Biloxi. And he was awaiting the death penalty when all of a sudden he got a last-minute reprieve. Now, get this. Get this, Lou. Uh, they swabbed him down with alcohol because they were going to give him the intravenous injection of the lethal uh, dose that would put him into the hereafter and he would go straight to hell without an asbestos suit. Can I ask you a question, Lou? Why did they swab you down with alcohol on your arm? When they try to find a vein to put the intravenous chemical cocktail that's going to kill you into your system, when you're going to be dead anyway. Well, guess what? This guy was so big, they couldn't find a vein. They couldn't find a vein. They struggled for three hours to find a usable vein. And it turns out that he had originally chosen, because you're given an opportunity to choose your method of death, firing squad, Electric chair, old Sparky, gas chamber, uh, intravenous injection, or the latest, nitrogen hypoxia, which means they pump nitrogen into a face mask, so all you breathe is nitrogen, no oxygen, and you die. And guess what? It was a last-minute reprieve because they couldn't find a freaking vein. Look, the guy wants to breathe in nitrogen, not oxygen, to die. And they won't even accommodate him. Now, I bet you they gave him his last meal. Probably had buckets of Kentucky Fried Chicken original, you know, with the biscuits, uh, uh, the mashed potatoes, the gravy, the whole nine yards. You know, you're entitled to your last meal in Alabama. And nine times out of ten, black or white inmates... Make that incarcerated persons here in New York, according to Kathy Crime Wave Hochul. That's what you have to call them. They choose barrels of Kentucky Fried Chicken. All right, enough of M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. Oh, the one thing they did mention was how is Michael Baticic, Rudy Giuliani doing? Uh, they had seen a program uh, down in Mississippi uh, about Rudy, and they said, man, they're really beating the hell out of him. I said, more than you know, and it turns out they were prophetic 
because we find now that the guy who right before the gubernatorial primary, you remember it wasn't that long ago, was heavily contested. There was Andrew uh, Giuliani, son of Rudy. I was supporting Andrew, as was Rudy. Uh, there was uh, Asha, uh, Astorino from Westchester. There was Wilson and, of course, the ultimate winner, Congressman Lee Zeldin, who won by 20 points, won it fair and square. And that's why you all have to rally round Team Zeldin and Esposito and elect them, the next governor of the state of New York, to save the state because if not, People are going to continue to escape to Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, Texas, Tennessee, and parts unknown. But it's interesting that this mutt, this skill, Daniel Gill, who had come up behind Rudy when he was campaigning in Andrew in the waning days of the uh, campaign in the south shore of Staten Island at the ShopRite, smacked him on the uh, back and then started riffing and screaming at him all kinds of things I can't even say here on the radio or the FCC will knock us off. Well, guess what happened? He has filed a $2 million lawsuit, not against Rudy Giuliani, not against ShopRite that that fired him. And obviously you can make the argument that ShopRite has some deep pockets. But against the city of New York, the Corporation Council, which you know eventually is going to settle. And you know why? Because the lead witness will probably be Eric Adams himself. Now, think of it. This guy, Gill, says, oh, I didn't hit Giuliani hard. I have free speech. Uh, I was traumatized. I was held overnight before I was released in the morning. And his number one witness is probably going to be Eric Adams, a swagger man with no plan. Giuliani is not my focus. My focus is the safety of the city. I understand. And also the fair treatment of New Yorkers. His articulation of what happened was far different from that video. Uh, that is the issue. And to have a New Yorker who did not commit a crime and spend 24 hours in, a, in jail based on an articulation of an assault is troubling to me. And that is what I wanted to make clear. Jail is one of the most impactful, traumatizing things that can happen to an innocent New Yorker. And we need to be very careful before we place a New Yorker who has not committed a crime inside incarceration. Our freedom is at the foundation of our Constitution. Huh. <laughs> the guy was held overnight for 12 hours. Eric Adams said one day he claims in Spotford when he was a kid, uh, him and his older brother ripping off a prostitute stripper, breaking into her apartment while she was at the strip club. So now all of a sudden he's going to speak like an expert. He was traumatized, post-traumatic stress syndrome. and nonsense. I've been locked up 77 times. But anyway, this filing against corporation counsel cited both state claims for false arrest and imprisonment alongside a federal claim of violation of Gill's right to be free from unlawful search and seizure. How ridiculous. But Eric Adams is going to make this lawsuit stick by what he said. Remember, he admitted picking up the phone to the ambulance chaser, the district attorney in Staten Island, McMahon, and he wanted Rudy arrested for filing a false police report. Everybody remembers that, and this is all going to be used to sue us. And because of what the mayor said, is a pretty good damn uh, uh, conclusion. And he's going to get a lot of this money, and naturally the liars for hire that are representing him will probably get a third. But the most interesting thing 
is I take you back to Memorial Day, and when I went out to the parade, like I go out to uh, the parade, excuse me, make that July 4th and Travis 4th of July uh, parade, longest running, largest in the nation. I told McMahon, I said, look, McMahon, if you uh, follow on the orders uh, of Eric Adams ordering you because you're just his uh, lapdog, and you actually file charges against Michael Baticic, Rudy Giuliani, for filing a false police report, I will convince Rudy to come out here, live in Staten Island, where he rules, and ask him to run against you for DA. I mean, the guy's hair is white to begin with. His eyes were rolling in the back of his head. To be continued, apparently this guy claims he was so traumatized, it's worth $2 million uh, from the taxpayers in the city of New York. And speaking of millions and millions of dollars, how the hell is this grid in Puerto Rico not working again? If you remember in the aftermath of Hurricane Maria five years ago, uh, all fingers pointed to the power station outside of San Juan. There was third world style that was not up to dealing with hurricanes, storms, floods, earthquakes. We spent millions, make that tens of millions, hundreds of millions of FEMA dollars to uh, rehab that electric uh, plant. And once again, the electric plant failed on the island of Puerto Rico as the storm Fiona passed through. And the grid did not hold up. Now, you know, in some third world countries, they get slammed, like the DR right next door, with so many Dominicans coming over on the, on the uh, ferry. Uh, to Puerto Rico as illegal aliens, and then they do the hop, skip, and a jump. Next stop, Washington Heights, Inwood, and Patterson. What the hell? It's sort of like a, it's like a third-world country, and we've spent hundreds of millions of dollars to improve that grid. And speaking uh, of inflation, as it clobbers all of us, think if you were up in Alaska. Each Alaskan got $3,000 on Tuesday the day the state began distributing payments from Alaska's investment fund from all their oil money. Each resident, $3,000, and yet it did nothing to cut into the ever-growing inflation. Give you an idea. It's $14 for a 12-pack of soda, $4 for a celery bunch, $3 for a small container of Greek yogurt, and it's $4 for a roll of toilet paper. A roll of toilet paper, Lou. I mean, how do you survive without toilet paper? You know, whenever there's a threat of a hurricane or a storm or earthquake, people raid. I mean, people raid the supermarkets. What's the first thing they clean out? The toilet paper. Then the water. Shouldn't that be in reverse? Talk Radio 77 WABC. He knows New York. He is New York. Cred that the others don't have. Curtis Lewa. Talk Radio 77 WABC. I like to be in America. Okay, by me in America. Everything free in America. For a small be in America. Underlay, underlay, underlay. The illegals, they keep coming. Every morning, four to five buses of illegals pounding the Greyhound bus to the Port Authority, courtesy of uh, the Republican Governor Abbott, who uh, Eric Adams disparages, yet also being sent here by the Democratic Mayor of El Paso, who Eric Adams embraces and accepts the illegals from. But yesterday, when the illegals were getting on their buses in El Paso, 
They were taking selfies of themselves with iPhones and smartphones. How the hell did they end up with an iPhone or smartphone? They thought maybe the federal authorities gave them a throwaway uh, Obama phone or a burner phone. But they're smiling. And when they were asked at the Migrant Welcome Center in El Paso, where do you want to go? Where do you want to go? And guess what, Lou? 25% of them said Nueva York. Nueva York. We see on TV, we see the mayor there. They say he's a nice-dressed man. We see him welcoming us. We see him saying, come to New York, we will take care of you. We see that they're giving out swag bags of all kinds of items and that they're taking very good care of us. We also saw pictures of the mayor of Chicago. Oh, God, she looks like the wicked uh, witch of the West. Yes, uh, Mayor Lightfoot, Mayor Lightweight. So they're predominantly choosing to come here to New York City, and Eric Adams is in denial. He's saying they're being forced to come to New York. No, schmuck putts, Eric Adams. Man, put your boots on the ground. Stop going to the clubs late at night, the Club Zero Bond and all the other private exclusive clubs, and understand what's going on as we are being invaded. Well, remember, first off, they were promised uh, that they would be staying at the Milford Plaza, two blocks north of the Port Authority at 42nd Street and 8th Avenue, and uh, where rooms at that point were going for $150 a night. Come on along, I'll take you to the lullaby of Broadway. Hippery and Ballyhoo. The lullaby of Broadway. And in the center of it all is the Milford Plaza. Stay at the Milford Plaza Hotel with cocktail, dinner, and breakfast for $49.50 per person. Discover why we are the lullaby of Broadway. The Milford Plaza is the lullaby. Well, Lou, we reported it was just uh, the end of uh, last week. Rooms were going for $500 a night because, obviously, uh, the owners and operators who were on the verge of bankruptcy in June recognized that they can make a lot of money here. So what are they doing? They are ripping the city off because, no doubt, they're probably friends of Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, or crime wave Kathy Holcomb. And it's kickback time in terms of political donations. But uh, the Milford Plaza is now going for $700. $700 a night. And we are still housing them there. Also, uh, Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, just awarded $34 million in contracts to help homeless uh, amid this uh, illegal alien invasion. If you actually track who's getting these uh, contracts from us, the money is coming from us, the sucker taxpayers in New York City, because there's no money coming from the state or from Papa Chulo, the president of the United States, Joe Biden, who started this during the campaign against President Donald Trump. When he said, who's your daddy? I get elected. Hey, underlay, underlay, come to America. And boy, they haven't stopped since. So, uh... It's a series of slumlords that have gotten the uh, millions and millions in contracts led by the Poldalskis, who ripped the city off for $150 million when the uh, part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, was in charge and ruined us for eight years. The worst mayor in our life now being followed by the man who wants to become the worst mayor in the future, Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan. But then remember the other day... Eric Adams was talking about housing the illegal aliens that are pouring in by the hundreds on uh, cruise liners. Remember? 
And I thought for sure that they were thinking, uh, well, maybe this is like the love boat. Because some of them actually got a chance to watch uh, the love boat. You know, as it was a uh, little love boat action here. I need the music. That's right. Okay, now I'm like, I'm into the mood, the love boat. Which was actually aired on Telemundo for years. The subtitles in Spanish. And I'm wondering, um, this will require Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, to uh, recommission mothballed ocean liners no longer being used that are in the Elephant's Graveyard north of Fort Lauderdale, where a lot of the active ocean liners leave from with all the tourists uh, who either fly down there or are in Florida and just jump on board and head around the Caribbean and the West Indies. No, he will have to recommission them at great expense. Naturally, we, the sucker taxpayers, are going to uh, pay it. Uh, then all of a sudden, he has to find the ports to house it along Manhattan on the west side, Red Hook, and no doubt Stapleton, which used to be where the U.S. Navy uh, had their port for ships until the schmuck to putz Chuck E. Cheese Schumer and uh, Gerald uh, the Whale Nadler chased them out, claiming... Well, you can't, you can't be housed here uh, within the city of New York if you're carrying a nuclear payload. And actually, the Navy, Navy would never answer that. So we kicked them out like we had kicked out the Coast Guard years before from Governor's Island. Now, Lou, is there a possibility if this crazy idea comes about with Eric Adams? Because you never know from one day to the next. He's got attention deficit disorder. Can they have, like, uh, figures like, uh, who was the captain of Lobo? Gavin McLeod? McLeod, McLeod, McLeod. I, I remember him. But I remember Fred Fred Grandy. Remember Gopher, who went on to become a U.S. congressman from Iowa where there are more pigs than people? What do you think? Uh, how's that going to work out? Not. What a herky-jerky idea. But then again, it doesn't stop. The three-ring circus continues when it comes to the illegal invasion. Coming in from Texas to New York City, the Port Authority. In fact, they're mostly Venezuelans now. Products of Maduro, the totalitarian dictator who replaced his hero, Hugo Chavez. At the time, uh, Maduro was just like uh, the figure outside of the Port Authority. You see the statue dedicated to Ralph Cramden, Jackie Gleason, in his bus uniform. He was a regular bus driver. He loved Hugo Chavez. He was his number one sickle fan, Tony and Lackey. And when Hugo Chavez in Venezuela decided he would go to Cuba for surgery to relieve him of stomach cancer, three times was the charm. He went straight to hell without an asbestos suit. He never went to Florida. He never went to New York. Or he never went to Los Angeles or Chicago. Any of the hospitals there, they probably would have gotten his cancer in remission. Ah, we're better off for it that he's dead on arrival. But now we get the wave and wave of Venezuelans. And guess what, Lou? They're going to the big tent. That's right. You're never going to see the circus any longer, except the Big Apple Surface, uh, Circus sometimes has that. You go out to Queens, a number of parks there will host the Big Apple, uh, Apple Circus. It'll have the big tent out there. Although they're devoid of uh, tigers and bears and elephants, oh my. Tigers and bears and elephants, oh my. Tigers and bears and elephants, oh my. I remember taking my two youngest sons, Carter and Hunter, to the Big Apple Circus in Cunningham Park. Beautiful park in Queens. But there's no tigers and bears and uh, elephants, oh my. 
Anyway, uh, this is what has happened. Eric Adams, in his infinite lack of wisdom, has now proposed another remedy to uh, hundreds of illegal aliens pouring in. He's going to put them under the big tent. That's right. He's going to construct the big tent outside of Orchard Beach. And there he's going to provide services to the pejorative, uh, predominantly number of Venezuelan illegals that are flocking to New York. Now, uh, enough of the music here, because this guy has no idea what it is to put up a tent. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org gonna put up a tent gonna house men mostly young adult men that's the majority of people coming off the uh, buses some of them hardcore gang bangers narco terrorists and god only knows agents of terrorists in the persian gulf and the middle east who want to finish the job three times the charm in the attack of uh, new york because they really want to take new york down i mean that's that's what they live for uh jihad And I say, as uh, I would say if I was speaking at the annual uh, 5K uh, walk and run in honor of the Stephen Siller Foundation, uh, the Tunnel to Tower run that I'll be participating in on uh, Sunday. Hope to see many of you there. Nancy will be there. Uh, My oldest son, Anthony Chestersley, a great, great, uh, great organization, great uh, foundation and philanthropy. But when I first uh, spoke there, Lou, I used to say, and let's all work together to take those jihadists and put them on the Paradise Express and send them right on up to Allah's side. I was told you can't say that any longer. You know, CBS was uh, hosting the affair and televising it. And obviously the charity grew to uh, the philanthropy that it has become. So I decided, look, I- I'm not going to cause problems. This is such a great, great idea. But anyway, he's going to set up a huge tent. Outside of Orchard Beach. Now, Lou, I got to tell you, uh, do you think the people are going to want a drawbridge between them and City Island, which is basically the uh, only occupied area near Orchard Beach that's closed? You go over the bridge, you're right on City Island. Then next to it is Rodman's Neck. That's where the cops go for uh, target practice. And you hear sometimes bang, 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 bang. I mean, the City Island residents hate that. Can you imagine what the illegals in Venezuela are going to think? There's an all-out attack on their compound. And let me give you a heads up. People who live out in the Irish Riviera, Lou, you, and naturally uh, Sid Rosenberg in the morning, Bill Harbor, Rockaway Beach, Naponset, and Breezy Point. Um, all along that strip on Flatbush Avenue, you have Floyd Benefield. They intend on either putting the big tent there And another one in Fort Tilden. Fort Tilden, which uh, used to be a federal fort. It's now part of the Jamaica uh, Wildlife Preserve. But I'm telling you, get ready. They're going to put the illegal aliens at Fort Tilden. I've heard it from members of the U.S. military who said they've already been told potentially their site 
will be housing for the illegals with the Big Ten approach of Orchard Beach and also Floyd Betterfield. And think of it. <laughs> this is crazy. You want to know what crazy is? Remember Jose Alba, the Dominican who protected himself when that enemy of society, that cretin with chromosome damage, came over the uh, counter uh, at the um, at the um, the bodega in Washington Heights. Remember, he got $250,000 bail over his head by Alvin Bragg, friend of all criminals, turn him loose, Bragg. And he would have rotted uh, on Rikers Island, charged with second-degree murder, had it not been for public outrage. Well, you haven't probably followed up on much information since. Let me get you up to speed. Jose Alba has left New York. He feels unsafe. Uh, in either Harlem, Washington Heights, Inwood, so he's gone back to uh, his community in Santiago and the DR, which is ironic since so many people in the DR are trying to get here illegally by going through Puerto Rico by barge, uh, by ferry, and then suddenly doing the hop, skip, and a jump to New York. Anyway, the Manhattan bodega owner himself, who's an immigrant from Qatari, actually had a struggle when he took a 12-hour shift recently at the uh, bodega in question. He grabbed two monsters, he uh, was quoted as saying, of this Cretan who came in. And I thought that was the end of it. Went right to the uh, right to the cooler, took the two monsters, and walked out the door. Then all of a sudden, this guy walks back in, and he says he's got a real problem with me, a guy named Ariel Hernandez. And he asked him for money, and Black and Miles, now you know what you do with Black and Miles, Lou, you, you make blunts. You know, they're like uh, tipperillos, cigarillos. And then all of a sudden, he leaves, and the owner, the Qatarian immigrant, gets into a wrestling match with him outside on the street. Naturally, everybody's just screaming, fight, fight, nobody's jumping in, nobody's helping. The Qatari owner of the bodega that Jose Alba had to stab that guy who came over the counter. So the guy was arrested on multiple charges, and guess what, Lou? Uh, He's cut loose. He's back in the streets. Typical of Alvin Bragg, friend of all criminals, and he loves to turn him loose. Meantime, the family of the slain New York City bodega attacker plans to sue the store in Jose Alba's case. They recognize that... uh, They're probably not going to get anything, but they want to bankrupt uh, as many different people as possible, including the Qatari immigrant who himself was in a life-threatening situation. And speaking of Alvin Bragg, turn him loose, Alvin Bragg, he had arrested, well, excuse me, arrested and put before court, and the ADA was an enemy of society, Justin Washington, accused of rape by a female relative. Initially charged with first-degree rape, held on $25,000 bail. Later on, he was offered a plea deal of 30 days in jail at a lesser charge. Then all of a sudden, on September 15th, the guy broke out wild. He went on a sex crime spree up in the Bronx. He crawled into an 18-year-old guy's apartment and groped him. Then within an hour, he bangs on the window of a 26-year-old woman and masturbates on her fire escape. Then at 9.30, he gets into another apartment in the building and attempts to rape a 49-year-old woman. 9.45, he reaches through a window into a woman's bathroom, steals her underwear, and masturbates. God, this guy is like a masturbator par excellence. And then at 9.50, he gropes and assaults a homeless woman sleeping in a building lobby. 
and masturbates a third time. My God, this guy needs saltpeter. And when they house him on Rikers Island now, put it in his Cheerios in the morning. Man, that'll take him from being turgid and turn him into being flaccid. And then last on the crime blotter, surprise, 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 youth shooting soar in five years throughout the five boroughs of New York City. We're talking kids as young as 16, 17, 18, shooting other predominantly teenagers. And this is why you need stop and frisk. Because all of a sudden, all of a sudden you see... Young men wearing fanny packs, not the way it used to be worn when it was fashionable around the hips. No, they have it around their shoulders in front. And in front, they got their loaded 9 millimeters. They got extra clips. And they got the money from their drug dealing. And still, the NYPD rarely, if ever, uses the best tool in the toolbox. Stop and frisk. Let me tell you, that'll knock out this youth shooting that has soared in five years throughout the five boroughs of the city of New York. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. Ah, the exodus to Florida continues. New stats in from Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Connecticut, and especially New York City and New York State. The exodus is greater than ever before as people flee to DeSantis land, freedom land. And I have a feeling that many of them, Lou, are going to be firefighters and EMTs. This is absolutely unbelievable. We just went through a period of time where uh, they uh, we commemorated the loss of 343 firefighters. Uh, during um, the attack of 9-11. So many more of these firefighters and EMTs died eventually of sickness incurred uh, as uh, they either hit the rubble afterwards or were damaged uh, in going into that initial attack. No, uh, no uniformed service lost more members in the line of duty. And now all of a sudden uh, we need to raise the alarm because response time of the fire department and the EMT has skyrocketed because they just don't have enough personnel, both uh, through uh, retirement, early retirement, and being recruited away by other sectors uh, throughout the United States. We are at a very dangerous level of firefighters and EMTs attached to the FDNY. And now the fire department has been ordered by Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan. They've got to trim 8% of their budget despite equipment and personnel shortages. So on 9-11, they were heroes, right? Now they're also zeros. Get this, Lou, because this goes for a lot of your neighbors out there in the Irish Riviera Broad Channel. I passed the firehouse the other night when I spoke to the civil servants who had lost their jobs because of the cruel decision, first made by de Blasio and then pimped off of by Eric Adams, that uh, they would lose their jobs. They couldn't seek additional uh, employment. They couldn't get unemployment, and they would lose everything they had because they didn't want to be vaccinated. The Fire Department of New York firefighters, according to our city council, are overwhelmingly white Irish men. 
And as a result, they think the most important thing is to change the makeup of the fire department to hire more women and minority fire departments. This is the number one pursuit of the city council. Not to find more money to hire firefighters and those who work with the EMT for the FDNY. Not to deal with equipment shortages. No. It's to make sure that... There aren't uh, as many white men and Irish men in the fire department. Gee, I wonder if, uh, Lou, all of a sudden your house is on fire and the fire department comes rushing in. Do you look at the color of the skin of the firefighters who are rescuing you and say, not enough diversity, not enough women? How ridiculous. What a slap in the face. We're going to be participating in the Tunnel to Tower walk and run this Sunday morning. Hopefully you, some of you can join me. All you have to do is click on my photo when you go to wabcradio.com slash Curtis. That's uh, wabcradio.com slash Curtis. Click on my photo, donate to my team, and uh, I'll be out there with Nancy, and I'll be out there with my oldest son, Anthony Chester, and thousands paying tribute to firefighters like Stephen Siller. It's why the cause came about, who took all risk left his vehicle near the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel after he had finished his shift, carried 60 pounds of gear through the tunnel, and crawled into the belly of the beast like so many others. And all the city council can say, with the lack of firefighters, the lack of EMTs, an 8% required cut, is that they have to get rid of the white firefighters who are the predominant number of men, Irish, in the department, instead of finding the money to hire more firefighters, more EMT officers, so that they can get to emergencies a hell of a lot quicker. I mean, think of that. This is an absolute outrage. They were heroes on 9-11. These same politicians, these same individuals said, oh, the fire department first and foremost lost more men in the line of duty and eventually lost others. In the aftermath of 9-11, as so many volunteered to go into the pit. Oh, they're heroes. And then we'll hear at the annual Tunnel to Tower run of the Stephen Stiller Foundation. Stephen Stiller Foundation. It does so much great work. There will be fighters there, not only from New York City and surrounding tri-state areas, but also from overseas. That will be walking and running through the tidal. To honor the loss of life on 9-11 and the continued loss of life to this day. And on this very day, the city council says, too many white Irish men who are firefighters. We got to change that. Hey, they've been recruiting for minorities and women for years and years and years. You really think that's the number one priority for the FDNY and the EMTs who are having less and less personnel? This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 